Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Happy to welcome back with us. We got Brian Geisinger here. Uh, I think this is fourth time around, so we're going to, as obviously, get into some deep dive talks on the offense, the guard play, talk a little bit about the defense, um, and really just kind of pick apart what we've seen so far from this Duke team. Um, so we're recording this. What is this, fellas? Sunday night here? Monday night? I don't Monday, even know. Monday. <laughs> Monday <laughs> night. All right. Here we go. We're recording this Monday night. Um, Duke recently finally got back in the win column against UNC Charlotte on Saturday. Nice to see a little breakout from Jared McCain. Um, really, the guards all around played pretty well after we had talked about that um, previously. But uh, we can pick apart that a little bit as we get into it, Brian. But um, first off, you've tweeted about it a little bit. Duke fans have really kind of been harping on it. Um, what what do you see with this roster? Why is the offensive rhythm struggling? Like it just looks like this roster should be able to score easily. Shire's even said the offense should come easier for us. Um, but it hasn't been unlocked. Like, have you seen anything like from a schematic standpoint or a fit standpoint that's causing this to just look kind of muddled? Yeah, I mean, the sort of to point out the obvious, coming into this year, I was like very excited to sort of see what Duke going all in on, you know. Maybe not all the way in, but like going pretty heavy towards like five out on offense, right? Like if 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 Bill Palski is going to be your your primary five, then like what are the strengths of that type of team? And you're thinking, well, a lot of five out, a lot of like center initiation with flip in the middle of the court where he's tougher to help off of. You're going to open up driving lanes for all these guards, for Proctor, for Foster, for McCain to, you know, burrow and chisel his way to the rim and for Roach to reject screens and to get downhill. And um, I think things got kind of th- thrown for a loop in the second game of the season against Arizona. Like hmm. I, maybe that this is probably like oversimplifying it a little bit. And I think you can't just point to one or two guys. I think there's like a lot of, 
you know, you can look at a lot in a lot of different directions, but Tommy Lloyd coming into that game and just saying like, we're not going to guard Ryan young. And then a couple weeks later down in Fayetteville playing Arkansas with Eric Musselman saying, we're not going to guard Mark Mitchell. And mm-hmm. then it certainly helps that like those two teams, you know, Arkansas has got Trevin Brazil and Arizona had, I guess, Keon Johnson sort of playing the free state, or I guess they used Umar Ballo to kind of play like the center field, just sort of like sag and hang out in the paint. Um, it's really tough to get like the, the, the best parts of five out are that it opens up driving lanes. It opens up right. backdoor cuts. And if someone is just chilling in the paint, then all the stuff that's, you know, that stuff gets taken off the table. And then the benefits turn towards, uh, you know, the shooting and flip hasn't shot it well to start the season. Um, Mark Mitchell certainly has not shot yeah. it well to start the season. He's in a, he's in a hole. Um, and, and I think even, I think even Tyrese had some tough shooting games where I think he had a little bit of bad luck. I think Jared McCain has actually moved really well without the ball this season. He's had some bad shooting luck. Um, my my complaints with McCain come mostly on the or my I think maybe not complaints, but like the stuff that I've noted that I have not liked as much with McCain has mostly come on the defensive side. Like yeah. I, I felt I felt pretty good about. The offense. I, I mean, the 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 interior finishing is going to be what it is. Like he's, you know, he's not that explosive. He's not that right. long. Whatever. Um, but he he's obviously very skilled and very strong. And he, again, I think he really moves well without the ball, and he can shoot it. So it was good to see him get going against Charlotte. And they ran a play for him. You know, right out of the shoot, first play was designed yeah. to get McCain coming off a little Filipowski pin down, um, and 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 he drilled it. So, but I, I think it's just a lot of the plans they had coming into this season got thrown for a bit of a loop when against the two best defenses they've seen so far, you know, they had to just all of a sudden do all other kinds of problem solving. Like what do you do with Mark? Um, And then, you know, some of the other defensive replacements for Mark, you know, are, if you're going to all of a sudden go play a, a larger lineup and bring Ryan young in, you're still having the same spacing concerns. Right you're just a little bit slower. Uh, if you bring in Sean Stewart as like explosive and athletic as he is. And and I, I'm like, I, I like Sean Stewart long-term, but you, of course you have the same sort of like shooting concerns. That's why they had to, as y'all certainly know, like that's why they had to, you know, knock the dust off TJ power and like give yep. him a bigger, a bigger spot. They've tried the I thing was the Arkansas game. They went with four guards around flip for a while um, with, with Proctor Roach foster, uh, McCain Blakes and then you know and flip um and I do think it's like as I mean flip is a really good player and I still think like statistically he's had a really nice season I think well some of my frustrations that have carried over to this year have been a lot of their like design actions to get this guy the ball end up with like a post up which like yeah is fu- is fine but like that's not like always the most and, and he draws a lot of fouls and he gets he gets put back so it's like uh, a flip post up is like definitely like a good use of a possession I, I would you would be foolish to like argue otherwise but like you know the design post ups for like Ryan Young um it's just like you know, probably some of that stuff you you could probably trim down a little bit um and I really do think like on both sides, like I think a lot of the lively talk, like how much they miss, you know, Derek has been focused on defense and justifiably so. Like Derek Lively is like a defensive savant. Like it's pretty obvious, I think. 
But I, I really do think they miss his like above the rim, yeah. the lob factor. That like the, the offense yeah. is just like told like they just don't they don't block shots and they don't like finish above the rim. And so to not have you know the Mark Williams type, the um, or the Derek Lively type, or the, the Zion sort of his own creature, you know. But the <laughs> just like that kind of like force. Like obviously, Flip is very strong. He's like a good interior finisher, and you know he's protected the rim. I think decently well this year uh, when given those opportunities. But like, it's just tough. Like they're they're missing they're missing. Um, I think the like pressure on the, at the rim on both sides without that kind of like run jump center, and it does make me like I. I, some Duke booster just should have offered Dayron Holmes like twenty million dollars to come play. <laughs> like, he should have should have done that. Uh, a, a kid, but like you, th- one of those kinds of like that kind of like center is like exactly feels like exactly what they're what they're what they need. But um, do you, you know, say that though? Like as is that being the missing thing for this team, or is it because me and Rue kind of talked about this? Is it? missing that only because of the five out stuff didn't work right like if that works then it's fine right but the sense it's not working it's like okay well now if you're gonna if it's not gonna work you might as well have the size right you might as well kind of sag down play a little bit of, of whatever you know slow it down a little bit mm-hmm. or just kind of play more similar to last year right because like, after that it's like fix the it, spacing right go ahead yeah yeah i was just gonna say if if you're getting a top five offense then you're okay with maybe the 30th ranked defense right. without that much rim protection yeah. yeah but if your offense isn't yeah. uh gaining anything then that's the problem yeah for sure i mean exactly and like it's a you know it's important to note that with flip i'll, I'll circle back to the question in just one second but while i'm thinking about it like with flip playing center you know, John Shire has often over, you know, one season and change, we've seen him like the way Duke really likes to guard ball screens is they they're up at the level, right? I mean, they'll, they'll mix it sometimes, you know, sometimes flip is it closer to a drop. Sometimes he's going to hedge. They, they're switching. They switched a decent amount against Charlotte. He's going to switch with with Mitchell. He's going to switch in late clock situations, etc. But like when flips up at the level, Duke is, and especially Duke's playing the three guards and stuff. They're just like really small on the backside, um, and that's really why. Also, why like they need Mitchell because like he's the sort of like rangy team defender, but he's been in some of these matchups. He's really struggled offensively, and and so that's sort of like put them for a bind. Like I just don't think they've been able to quite find the lineup combination that works. And then then Proctor gets hurt, and then all of a sudden you're out your best you know passer. And in 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 a, in like probably one of your better perimeter defenders, and so now you've got to figure that out on the fly too. So, um, that's been tough. But like, I just think even when they go five out, I think it's tough for them to get north south. And mm-hmm. like what Lively offered last season with those empty side ball screens, or when they whether they were like you know just empty side looks, or they were getting empty side out of their continuity ball screen looks he forced and lively is like and he's so great at this and just like willing to screen and dive hard a hundred times per game which is like exhausting work it's exhausting to do that and you know flip is flip is an awesome offensive player because like he can do anything right he can he's such a good short roll player he can really pass out of the short roll he can he can he can pick and pop he can dive like he can really finish well off the dive maybe not on like lobs like like lively or whatever but I just feel like 
without that source of rim pressure, it is easier for teams to sort of like flatten Duke out, keep the ball in front, and force them into taking tougher shots as opposed to it being a lob at the rim or a, a cut finish into the dunker spot. Um, you know, Mitchell is obviously a good cutter and a nice play finisher down in those, in those spots. But if they're, if some of those, t- sometimes when they're sagging off of him so much, it can be kind of tough to get to those looks. I do think like one of the things that I am sort of like hopeful with uh, as far as Duke's like problem solve goes long-term if teams are like going to continue to like and Charlotte went back to like sort of like more traditional coverages on on Mark Mitchell but just that they like activate Mark in a way use give him throw him the ball and then let him run a handoff with one of the guards yeah so if if there's not a if his defender is 10 feet off in the paint then you've got Caleb Foster coming off a hand down with room to run or you got Jeremy Roach coming get you know getting downhill um I thought it was great that Duke used Mark as like a setting ball screens a lot against Charlotte, which like, that's not like they do that a lot already, but like, it did feel like they dialed that usage up a little bit. And I, and I, I like that, like make his defender get out of the paint um, and, and come guard a ball screen. So there's some stuff they can do. I just think they've had to do a little bit more problem solving. It's made their guards like Proctor it's in, in Foster McCain, see a more congested paint it's made flip see more double teams and see a congested paint and i just think yeah like they don't have like a great source of like screen roll rim pressure this year and that opens up so much other stuff for your offense other than just like you know hitting that guy for a couple of dunks per game it opens up spot up threes it opens up the second side um it opens up drives for the the ball handler um could sean be that guy that's I mean I think that's the hope right like he's the he's probably the best bet I think. Um, Are you gonna like run some horn stuff or something with like Mitchell and Flip both coming up and do some DHO action maybe or like I mean they, some Spain pick and roll like we saw last year. I, I would like to I think Spain is a great call and like because like Spain is just like it's funny man it's like it just every team has trouble guarding that stuff it feels like so I'd, I'd like to see the Spain stuff and you can maybe even use Mark as a screener in that. To try to scramble up some of these like jump coverages that teams are throwing at them. It's not like you can't like space flip out in those looks, you know what I mean? And like put sure. him in the corner. Like he teams still got to guard him out there. I feel like they tried some stuff with Sean. Like even um John called a timeout with about like 80, 90 seconds left in the first half against Charlotte. And the first two they they the after timeout play they ran was their like thumbs down play, which is the you've seen Duke run this eight billion times under both Kay and Shire, but it's like the wide pin down screen to the guard coming out of the corner. It was for Roach and Roach took a, a pull up to it the nail. It's a great he's been shooting well coming off screens this year. But I thought that look also was like look for Sean on the dive. And then the next play they came down, they ran continuity ball screen set where they threw it Roach or I think it Roach threw it to Foster on the right wing. He went into run an empty side ball screen with Stewart and he forced the pass in and it was a, it was a turnover. It's probably like the one like real glaring mistake that I thought Foster had. I thought he like played a pretty tight game trying to be like the yeah. game manager without you know Tyrese playing. Um so it, it kind of felt I mean I could be wrong. I would I I would like to have even asked someone after the game about this. It did feel like that was them trying to see, like, hey, can we get Sean going downhill with an empty corner? 
um, I think they're gonna have to try some of that stuff more because yeah. he's the he's the guy. Like he's absolutely the guy on the roster. I mean, he doesn't have the size of Mark or Lively, but he's obviously he's a freak athlete. He can really like do cool stuff in the air. And one of the I think maybe it was the if it wasn't Dartmouth, it was like Bucknell or LaSalle. They they ran like a, a back screen lob for him, play for him out of a out of a timeout too. So not not the same sort of like ball screen, like a little bit more like gadget play style stuff where like they threw it to Blake's at the elbow. Someone said a back screen and Blake's lobbed it to Stewart. Um, but yeah, he's he would be the guy, you know, to, to try that stuff with. It's just like what are what are what are you doing with him defensively? Mostly right. switching, and then like, what is he doing when he doesn't have the ball on offense? Like, you're still running into some of those spacing concerns. You can only stay in the dunker spot for so long, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, exactly. And you, and you exactly. can't have you can't have Mitchell out there at that point because they can't both be in the dunker yeah, spot. There, there's <laughs> no there's no way you can do that. And you've seen in some of these games, like Arkansas. This definitely happened with Arkansas. Where like they played Ryan Young and Mitchell together, and Musselman was like trap, trap the ball, go, go, because it's like there's two non-shooters out here now, so like we absolutely can can cover ground on, on the backside of the play. So like I do think Duke's gonna have to be a little bit more thoughtful about, you know, when when Mark's out there, making sure he's tethered to flip, or when when Sean's out there, making sure he's tethered to flip. Like they just. I mean, stating the obvious, they need they need Filipowski to play like as much as humanly possible when yep. these games matter. Yeah. Like and play well, right? Like yeah. he needs to play yeah. well. Um yeah. because the shooting yeah. for him, like you that quite hasn't been there. And most of his threes are he's getting pretty good looks, right? So it's you're expecting those to go. Those pick those pick and pop looks are wide open. Like yep. he's like yep. I do think he'll start hitting them. He's a good shooter. Um and those pick and pop looks like they're open. They're against rotating defenses. Um, I do think those will start to go down. I don't think he's going to shoot 25% on three all season. Like if he gets that number, if he has a month where he shoots 40% and that thing gets up to the mid thirties, then all of a sudden, then they're really cooking. Cause then you're going to force rotations and you know, all of a sudden flip turn, you know, he can beat a closeout. He can pass it to the guy cutting on the second side. Like it would really give breathe, a, breathe some life into the offense. Um, the hope is that he starts he starts knocking some of those down because you got to be you got to make teams uh, pay for trying to ice ball screens or put two on the ball and yeah. leaving flip open in those like in the slot or on the wing for those pops. Because I mean, honestly, well, 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 if he does that in these three games that we've lost by five points, right? Like if he shoots forty percent, so if he goes two of five instead of zero of four, we win those games, mm-hmm. yep. right? And yep. so it's it's that close. Um, Ro, were you going to jump in real quick? Oh yeah, no, I just wanted to ask about the flip post-ups you mentioned those earlier and being a little bit frustrated with us always running those my thing that i see when flip posts up is that the off ball movement from the guards just seems to die (laughs) Uh, i (laughs) think the movement is pretty good in the half court when a flip post up is not happening but what happens is three defenders collapse on flip and then you've got a bunch of guys standing on the wing waiting for a kick out and it's to me that's just not as effective i wondered if there was something that you'd like to see that we could some action we could do off the ball while flips posting up. Like, like one of the good things to do for that, especially if teams are going to ignore Mark and they've tried, they've done some of this already. Uh, but you got to get, you got to get Mark setting flare screens, right? So that if there's a flip post up on the, on the left block or in the left mid post, Mark's in the right dunker spot, you've got McCain or Proctor or Foster in the corner. Um, 
like Mark's got to be setting a flare screen so that when when Flip looks to skip the ball to the opposite side of the court, um, obviously you're gonna have the defender sacking off. But if Mark's there to also then chip that defender with a flare screen, then all of a sudden you you can create a, a clean catch and shoot look. Um, I think they you've seen them. I, I've highlighted this some in a piece that I wrote earlier this year. They've done some design stuff where they throw it to flip at the elbow and then they run split action off that. So they'll they'll throw it to flip at the elbow or at a horns look. And then two of the guards, Proctor or McCain, usually or Roach and McCain. McCain's usually involved in this because he's a he's a good movement shooter. But those guys will run in the same direction as one another and then they'll split off in different directions. There, sometimes there's a screen, often there's not a screen. Those, that's a design play. Like when I chart that, I refer to that as elbow split. But like they could do more random stuff like that. Like when Flip, when he catches it down the post, like it should be a blender for those other guys, you know? Yeah. Um, like watch the Warriors when Draymond Green posts up. I mean, he's posting up to pass. But Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry, like those guys are the ones that like have like revolutionized like split action in the modern game. Like those guys running together, splitting off in different directions or setting little brush screens for one another. Um, and Duke has awesome guards. <laughs> like you feel like they have awesome guards that teams have to worry about. Like, I, I don't know if all of like any one of those guys is like a, just a pure, like, you know, absolute like laser shooter, you know? Um, but Jared McCain's a pretty good shooter. <laughs> Tyrese Proctor. I know he hasn't shot a great this season. Like, Pretty good shooter, like Roach. You know, he is what he is. It's not like he's bad. And um, Foster, I think long long term, like maybe not like as like a movement guy, but like he shoots like with a ton of backspin and a super mm -hmm. high arc. I mean, he dude has like an absolute moonball jumper. So like they have all like these guys can shoot. Um, in in and certainly you don't have to tell Jalen Blake's twice to get up shots, but just like <laughs> I, I think I, I think they've just got to like randomize that stuff a little bit more. Whether that's just like more cuts, vertical cuts, guys crashing down, flare screens from Mark, and then those sort of like off-ball split split moves that like Duke has. Like it's literally a part of the offense already, but just sort of like moving that around so that it's coming part of the flip post up. One of the other things you'll see them do too is they will often they run these this look in a bunch of different setups. Usually it's when it comes off of what I call their their through action. But you'll see one of the guards will set like a, a slice or like a back screen to get flip a touch on the left block. And after that guard sets the slice screen, usually Mark Mitchell is like at the top of the key to set a pin down for that guard who just screened for flip. So they get that it's you know screen to screen interaction. And sometimes flip will catch it in the post and then look out for that guy coming off of the pin down. Or sometimes the guard dribbling the ball on the wing if they haven't thrown it to flip in the post. We'll look for that guard coming off the pin down from Mitchell. So, like, there's some stuff they do. I just think they need to do more of it. They could randomize it a little bit more, and they could just just be a little bit faster. I, I think in the half court, some would be would be good. And also, like, I mean, they need to get that Tyrese Proctor's ankle healthy. <laughs> like, like without gotta, saying, right? Gotta get, they gotta get that ankle healthy, dude. He's really important, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's unlikely we're gonna have him for Baylor. You know, maybe. Um... I don't know. Yeah. That would be nice. But um, you talked about the guard play. I want to dive a little bit deeper in that. But before we do, let's take a quick break right quick. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey everybody john stewart here i am here to tell you about my new podcast the weekly show coming out every thursday we're going to be talking about the uh, election earnings calls What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? Listen to the weekly show with Jon Stewart on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We need to talk. The acclaimed Showtime original docuseries Couples Therapy returns with an addictive and revealing new season. Dr. Orna is back in session, helping four new couples grapple with real issues from religion and sex to polyamorous power dynamics. Collider says couples therapy is like nothing else on TV. It's break up or break through on the new season of Couples Therapy. Now streaming with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Visit ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Brian, you're talking about the guard play. You wrote an article earlier in the year when Foster kind of exploded and saved us against Michigan State, which may or may not be a, a good win at this point in time. Um, I want to unpack those two specifically a little bit. Like Proctor Roach have seemed to be able to do what they do, like regardless of personnel around them, right? They kind of play a certain way. Their roles are locked in. We haven't really been able to unlock McCain and Foster together and experience particularly for me with Foster, it's like the way we've used him seems to be John still kind of like revolutionizing that, or it's like evolving. He still isn't quite sure of, you know, how much do I use this guy on ball? How much do I bring this guy? I get MSU. What I talked about and loved is he pretty much took this freshman and was like, no, bro. Like Foster almost tried to walk back thinking he was getting subbed out during that game. And it was like, no dude, like we're running you on ball. Um, And then it's kind of went away a little bit. So those two specifically, not that it's a competition between them specifically, but how do we maximize them and get them going at the same time collectively? Because I don't really know if we've done that against any real level of competition. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about the blend. Like one of the things I wrote about this offseason um, after, you know, it was announced that Proctor and, and Roche would both be back was like you have these four awesome, you have these four really good guards. You know, what's the right way? to to like figure out the hierarchy not just to figure out the hierarchy but like to maximize them to like to synergize them to all to get those guys sort of like 
working together so that they're playing well off of one another and amplifying uh the, the team's sort of like half court or, or or transition or secondary output. Um, I think some of the stuff like in transition secondary has been all right. Like I think Proctor's transition passing has been good this year. I think McCain's looked for his three in that. I think Foster, when he can get ahead of steam, you know, he, I I do appreciate Caleb Foster like looking to drive. Like he yes. is one of the guys, like Roach does this too. Those guys will just put their head down and try to make something happen. Like, really got to give them props for that and and i think like long term i I know there's maybe it's been up and down with foster this year but i think like long term that's that's really good um and i think foster playing off the ball hadn't even been bad like he had some huge shots in that michigan state game that were like you know him spotting up on the wing and and sticking Mm -hmm. jumpers according to synergy foster's 1.3 points per possession on spot ups this year which is a big number not on like a ton of efficiency but he has been pretty good in terms of that, um, who knows, maybe like Proctor missing some time and getting Foster some reps on the ball. Uh, maybe that, that, that sort of helps long-term. Um, it felt like when Roach missed some time last year, maybe that helped Tyrese like a little bit. Um, when, when Roach missed a couple of games, like mid season, I do think they could try to find more ways to get those guards interacting with one another like in in whether you, like I mean like what is what is often called pistol action you hear some people call it twenty one two but it's a lot of that like early offense like the hit ahead pass and then yeah. some kind of like guard exchange whether it's a screen um, whether it's a handoff and they've done some of that but like I think that's a way they could get those guys moving working together. And in some like early offense exchanges where, you know, all of a sudden Caleb Foster, he throws it ahead to Tyrese Proctor. Tyrese Proctor catches the ball. He fakes the handoff back to Caleb Foster. And he immediately zooms into a a ball screen, flips right there waiting for him. And all of a sudden you've got, you know, a little bit of motion flowing into a Tyrese Proctor, Kyle Filipowski pick and roll. That's pretty good possession. Like we we like that. (laughs) Like sounds good. It sounds good. Doesn't it? Um, I think you could, you could, you could, the the vision that I had, had that we haven't seen so far, and who knows, but maybe this wouldn't work. But the vision I had was them, like NBA teams, just like spam this stuff. Like if you watch an NBA game, watch how much like early offense after a make or a miss is like guard to guard screens, guard to guard DHOs, guard to guard like quick pass flip exchanges, that type of stuff. And I kind of thought Duke would do that a little bit more this season. Maybe that's in the back pocket going forward. Um, and then the other thing I would be I would be like really encouraging everyone to do would be to just drive, drive the ball, drive the ball because and, and that's easier said than done. And we talked about the spacing concerns with the team, but it's like if those guys start driving, all of them they can all pass. And like it's you drive it, you're going to force rotations, you're going to force kickouts, you're going to force spot ups. Then all of a sudden, other guys are going to get to attack closeouts. And like that's a more efficient look than someone trying to go pick and roll late in the shot clock against the set defense. So um, I think that's why the Roach stuff has been so good, right? Because the the Roach flip pick and roll is the one where Roach will drive and he'll go to the rim. I think Proctor's had a great season, a good season. Um, I think if there is that piece, it's the need more stuff at the rim from him too, right? You need to still get, and that's a little bit of layover from last year, a little bit of just not quite the step to get there. Um, mm-hmm. but you mentioned Foster and to me, I don't, 
outside of maybe Jalen Blake, is he the fastest guy with the ball on this team? To me, I think he is. Like when yeah. he's got the ball, he is looking to push. He's looking to run. Mm-hmm. And that's what they said we were going to do, right? That's what we wanted to do theoretically. Maybe you can unlock some of the five out stuff that way too, right? Well, maybe if we turn this into a less of a half court situation, they can't, they're not just going to sag, right? They're going to yeah. have to, if Mitchell's streaking, we saw it against Charlotte. If you don't catch up to him, that's a dunk, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going to run. Um, that's what I like with Foster is that ability to to just go, bro. Just someone needs to go. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how you blend that though, right? Because if Roach yeah. is primary on ball, he's a primarily half court ball handler initiator, right? He kind of yes. likes to come up. He's methodical with it. Run um, a pick and roll on the side, reject right, And he's good like, at you that. Know, yeah, he's, he's great yeah, at he's, it. He's awesome. Like, but he the gets pace you a isn't that, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. how can you maximize Foster at that pace? I don't know. Um, McCain, I guess you could make the argument of if he just hits a few more shots, then he maybe is kind of being maximized in that way. But I actually, I, like, I mean, I'd be curious to hear what y'all think, but like, I think the role for McCain offensively has been all right. Like, yeah, it's solid. Yeah. They, 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 he moves without the ball. They, they use him coming off screens. They're going to use him attacking closeouts. They're going to use him in, in split action. Like, the, he's got some, and they, you know, they give him some like ball handling stuff too. But for the most part, like, he helps because like he shoots and moves without the ball. So, like, um, that can help because the other guys are like sort of like, I don't know, man. Tyrese is like really good without the ball too. Like I really like, I think like long-term like Tyrese, like his role in the NBA isn't going to be like primary ball handler. It's going to be like secondary guy who is a connector and and like he, he's good at that stuff too, but it's just tough. Cause obviously you want him to have the ball uh, now as well. So I don't know, maybe, maybe you do some of this by just like moving some of the ball handling reps more to foster. Um, but, but like, he's like right now, like, of the three guard looks that they're playing, like McCain's the guy with Roach and, and Proctor more so than, than Foster. So, um, you know, we'll see what, I guess we'll see what happens. Like it, when Tyrese comes back uh, and, and as a team, like heads into conference play. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned McCain's struggles inside the arc um, and how it was probably going to be a problem going forward, no matter what, but we don't think he's like a, 28 percent two-point shooter do we <laughs> no I don't know. hopefully not no i don't i don't think so um i think he'll sh- i think i mean look he may be a guy as a freshman that he he ends up hovering or in the low 40s or whatever in in terms of twos um he's obviously a really good shooter like he's yeah. above you know he's he's a 40 percent three-point shooter 80 percent from the line um and he can there's some stuff he can really do like as like a downhill finisher like he's got the like villanova guard like change back to the yeah back to the basket half spin you know use his hips like he's got some tricks that he can use he's just at like a little bit of like a you know like a length or size you know disadvantage um he's also been like i mean like some of the two-point misses he's had have just come by way of like some unbelievable like defensive plays uh, i think someone i think it was one of the georgia tech guys that had a nasty chase down block on him in, yep. in that game but like yeah no nah, i think like i think uh i think mccain will like finish a little bit better like he looked awesome in like the preseason buildup plus the dartmouth game i thought like as a guy that could use all these little like half spins and 
I mean, look, Jeremy struggled finishing at times early in his career um, on the interior. And, and obviously, like, he's turned out to be a, a, a really good two-point shooter. So um, I think ultimately, like, Jared's going to end up being fine. Actually, Roach shot 59% on twos as a freshman. <laughs> maybe I should, maybe I, should yeah, pull that back. I, well, I think there was but, there was a regression his sophomore year for some reason, I think. Yeah, yeah I want to say yeah. that was, too, the sophomore until the very end of the year when he was awesome. Um, yeah, his role – his role was just like weird on that. That yeah. I mean, like it worked, but like you know, he was kind of in that like the like third guard role with Wendell yep. and and Keels, and obviously like you know you want Paolo to have the ball as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, and it's like they kind of have a similar setup this year, where like you've got this like front court playmaker in Filipowski. Obviously, he's not. No one is Ben Caro, uh, but you know he can. You obviously like he can create and pass, and he's a size mismatch, and you have these like this collection of guards. Um, but just like Roach is obviously further up the, the, you know, the pecking order now, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it, panning out just briefly, like coming into the season, preseason number two, obviously preseason stuff doesn't matter. Maybe I'm getting a little bit jaded, a little bit pessimistic, but like, is that ceiling still there for you? Like, is that ceiling still there for Duke as a final four? Um, you know, you could contender, it seems to be kind of cheap because you can make an argument in college basketball that there's like 30 contenders maybe, but like <laughs> yeah, as a yeah. realistic option, um, that seems to kind of be outside looking in. like, I would need to see more to really kind of buy into that as being a top two team as a ceiling, looking at an Arizona Purdue, um, even like a Connecticut or some, you know, some of these other teams yeah, just seem to yeah. be, I don't know how we guard those guys. Right. Or like, I don't know how we score with those guys. Um, where where's the goalpost kind of at for you now that we're you know what are we 10 games in or almost to that point you know like what's the ceiling looking like now or what needs to change to kind of raise that bar the funny thing being like they almost beat arizona we I should mean, have i know right? i mean i know, I know that and give up an m1 <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i know that game was at cameron and that's like you know that's some numerical advantage for them but like they almost beat arizona who like looks like the best team in the country right now so and that that was like even with them trying to like figure out how to how are they were going to use you know young in that game with with Arizona trying this uh, you know changing defenses on the fly against changing up matchups and playing off of of Ryan Young, um, so like I don't want to bail out on just the, um I don't want to bail immediately on especially only a month into the season as Duke's dealt with some injuries I don't want to bail on on this team as having like a you know, this uh, uh, a ceiling, a, a team that profiles as like a Final Four team. Um, but they are going to have to figure out, like, they're, like, it's one thing for them to sort of, like, problem solve game to game about lineups and how they're going to use the, the, the other front court spot offensively, Mitchell, Young, Stewart, whether TJ Power and what do you do with him defensively, et cetera. Um... But like until they like they really figure out something, I think sort of like stable for that, mm -hmm. it's gonna be like I think they're still gonna win a ton of games this year. But but maybe if that means that they end up being a top fifteen to top twenty five offense instead of like a top five to top ten offense, then that that does lower that does lower their ceiling. It still means they're gonna be an awesome team that wins a lot of games and and still be dangerous to play and tough to match up with. Like they've got. They're, it's like a good it's like a good coaching staff and a bunch of like you know they've got several nba players on the roster like right. they're tough um 
but but I do think they're gonna have to figure something out. Like whether that's like Mark has to start making more threes, um, and like how many is enough threes for teams? To, like he can make a couple, and I'm I'm still sure like some teams are gonna like, you know, uh, you know, leave him alone. So they're gonna have to figure. I think they're gonna have to solve the rim pressure thing. Um, I think does it surprise gonna, you at all the Mark Mitchell stuff? Does that like to me? Yeah. It was like it's, yeah, it does. Like it, those, the shooting wasn't like the form was bad, but it's like. I was surprised that they're like, we're just not going to guard him. It's like, well, damn, dude. Like, he proved that he could at least make those last year. He could yeah. hey, he should get the shot to beat Notre Dame, like she was saying. It's like, what? What's going on with that? Well, like, the it's wild, too, because, like, he played the three more last season, yeah. too, right? Exclusively. Like, yeah. it, it, and, and, like, he's like, he slid down the position, and the shooting is causing even more <laughs> concerns, even though he's, like, technically, like, uh, you know, he's the team, he's the guy that's like, on the inside more than anyone now at this point, you know, slashing. And, and again, he's really, he should have benefited the most forward. from five out, right? Like yeah, he's the guy I thought would be awesome this year. Yeah, and it's like, I, it's not there right now. I, know, I just would, don't understand why that didn't happen last year. I can't like, figure it out. Like yeah. what, did the scouting report really take that long to come out? Like, I, I mean, like, again, you like uh, Tommy, it's, it's wild. Like, I, I think I tweeted this out the other week. Like it's hard to, I think at this point it's like hard to figure out like, we'll know more in a month or so, but like how much did like Tommy Lloyd just like complicate things for Duke's coaching staff just by just just being like, yo, here's the, here." like, again, they did that mostly with young, not Mitchell. uh, If memory serves me correctly, but Musselman took it a few weeks later when they played down in Fayetteville and just like, you know, Buck Bucknell did it against them as well. So like, we'll, we'll see how ACC teams adjust to that, um, how they use it. Uh, Georgia tech certainly, took it they played way off way off way off mark and like again there's there like it, it's not just gonna be mark hitting some shots like there's stuff they can do and i was encouraged by some of the stuff they tried against charlotte with him like setting screens and short rolling into space and you know 12 free throws he had a couple of nice like probably some of the nicest passes he's had all season you know kicking out the shooters when he was in those pockets of space um and i don't want to put it all on mark like it's not it's it's not just one guy like and, and for whatever it's worth too, like if some of these guys just like shoot better and we think they, you know, we think they should flip Proctor McCain from inside the arc. Um, that's going to help them out a lot too. Like that you could, you could probably bake in that. Like they probably should shoot it a little bit better as a team. Not like they're bad right now. They're 35 and a half percent. That's like decent, but this is a team that was probably hoping to be uh, in like the, you know, 36 37 percent range team wide especially if they're gonna like go five out and stuff too so um and and for whatever it's worth i know we've talked a lot about the offense but like i do think like they they, this all this is complimentary and so like it does matter depending on like what lineups are, are playable offensively that's gonna like really impact their defense um and i do kind of wonder if they'll end up like adjusting pick and roll coverages throughout the year with flip i kind of thought maybe there's a chance like they'd use mark to guard some centers this season just so he'd be the one in screening actions a little bit more they haven't really done that um i think a guy like jared mccain is gonna have to just like sort of like take the challenge to be a little bit better like he's been um jared struggled one-on-one in space he struggled on closeouts um he's struggled as like the low man help defender against pick and roll he gave up too big he was partially responsible for two really big buckets in the Georgia Tech game uh, in the second half. So, like, he's going to – some guys are just going to, like, play a little bit. Um, 
little bit more focused on that side of the court too because Duke Duke should be better I think a little bit better defensively as well do you dial like I think the defensive thing and John's talked about that a lot like is it schematics that need to change we've started to toss in a few zone looks mm-hmm. i mean you know we talked about i think last time we recorded is you know john won a title as a player playing this kind of virginia defense right this kind of baseline sag off your man mm-hmm. um do you look at something like that do you mix in some zone to try to get a tj power out there a little bit more because that's going to be a problem right like can mccain play in his zone but like I, obviously i think we're going to stay as a man base but mm-hmm. Do you change schematics at this point, right? Because it's kind of like if you're not forcing turnovers, um, we haven't really weaned full press, but we're kind of like pseudo pressing. It's almost like you have to like fully commit to that, like Patino style, or do we just sag back, try to hit the defensive glass and run off of that? Like, I I don't know. Yeah, it feels like they're doing the press to sort of like delay teams getting into right, the slow the action. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and it does seem to be working. Like it, according to Ken Palm, Duke's average defensive possession are, are eighteen point four seconds this season, which is like one of the slowest numbers in the country. So, so maybe that is having some impact. But like, yeah, if you watch NC State play, like Kevin Keats is trying to like he's trying to dial up the pressure to like get steals. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they they want the benefits of like you getting into your shot the shot clock late too, but like. Jaden Taylor is trying to get steals. <laughs> like Dennis right. Parker Jr. is trying to steal the ball and and dunk it. Um, so there's that. I mean, it. I guess the. I don't think they're gonna like go go all the way in on zone the way that like you know the 2018 team did with with Bagley and right, Carter right. and how that that became their base and the 2015 title team you know used it um, as well. Um, unless like it just be less. I could I would only see that happening if like power had to become the guy at the at the four the four spot and that was just like the best defense with him for whatever, you know, because yeah. you're gonna stay out of rotation and he doesn't have to guard in space and blah blah blah. Um I think short of that, no, I don't I don't see zone being the thing. And I think John likes being able to guard screens in a bunch of different ways. It's something they did with Lively last season and again, lively defensive savant special defender <laughs> like the, the uncommon uncommonly good defensive center who could switch he could play drop he could be at the level he could hedge he could blitz he was incredible um i think there's some i think i think it's worth considering like them switching a little bit more um uh, which again i they've done some already and they're doing it situationally now but uh you know, maybe that's like tough because maybe you're going to put Flip in some tough spots guarding guards in space and he's got to stay out of foul trouble. And maybe then that's putting, you know, Roach or McCain on, you know, f- opposing fives in the post. And it's an issue with offensive rebounds. Like it's not perfect, but you can kind of stay out of rotations a little bit. And I think that's where they've, they've like, when they've like been uh, hit offensively this season um, or when they've been hit defensively, I think like their rotations haven't been great. Um, and I kind of wish they would like dabble a little bit more with like having flip be in more of like a, a drop look. And when they, when they get those side ball screens, like icing more of those looks, trying to, trying to do like a little bit like no more, no middle stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I get that, like, you know, Flip's got, he's got good feet and he, you want him aggressive at the point of attack and like trying to get steals up there. And 
you know, it's going to force you to be in, be in movement on the backside and all this other stuff. But like, so I, I, I get it. And like, I'm not, it's maybe it's the right decision. Um, but I, I kind of would be curious to have flip below the screen a little bit, you know, deeper dropping deeper below the level of the screen, you know, you're going to give up some stuff. You might give up some pull-up jumpers. Um, and, but I, but I think that would be, maybe you, maybe you guard those screens two on two a little bit more when they're in the middle of the court. And then when they're on the side, you try to ice those looks a little bit more. Um, I just generally prefer, prefer those coverages a little bit. Um, that's like how UNC uses Baycott defensively, you know? Yeah. Um, they're going to ice on the side. They're no middle. They're going to ice on the side and they're going to drop when it's a middle screen. Um, that's, that's how wake off under C Forbes. That's how they mostly guard ball screens too. Um, so I, I kind of would be curious to see them try that a little bit more, but at this point I'm not, uh, you know, you're running out of room to like, try like to like full bore, like try new stuff. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. um, but who knows, maybe some of the breaks coming up, give them some time to kick some ideas around and practice and work on some stuff. Uh, we'll see. But, um, they're they're kind of running out of the runway to like do like the basketball laboratory type stuff i think and the product's not bad enough to where you would like really have like 2018 you saw the defense like start to like plummet right like you're getting 60 <laughs> 70 80 90th it's like whoa 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 the 2014 yeah. team right like sub 100 <laughs> like that's where it's like okay this is a catastrophic on one end um yeah we're yeah. still looking at a top 35 ish defense here so it's pretty not good. like pretty yeah, good actually it's not terrible and if the offense yeah. can help our defense a little bit that could go a long way as well um start making some shots and seeing if that can like kind of just unlock some stuff because we do play like i know we're, we're intentionally doing it with that press but like you know we're on defense a lot when you do that too right and it's like if when the offense is sputtering and we're just missing shots and then we're going back to sit on defense for 20 seconds every possession um mm -hmm. you know that that's not the most fun way to that's play when, right <laughs> that's when you blow rotations in my opinion it's like it's one thing to get three uh, rotations in a row right, but getting six or seven in a row right is really difficult. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen Mitchell miss some of those too, yeah. right? Like you mentioned yeah. Foster McCain. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say you mentioned uh, the switching defense. I think at the top of the show, you mentioned that we were doing that a lot against Charlotte. Um, one thing I was noticing when I was re-watching that game was Charlotte was getting us a switch and then they were taking us off the dribble. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, Flip was getting put in a lot of tough situations where he had to guard the guy coming down the lane as, as well as guard his man. And what the guard would do was just uh, drop it off to the uh, the big for a dunk because Flip can't guard both of them. So is that kind of a mm -hmm. miscommunication there where Mitchell or somebody needs to be dropping back to help out in that situation? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna switch and do that type of stuff where you're you're switching one five screens and you've all of a sudden flip is on an opposing guard and roach or foster or on an opposing center like you've got to be able to like show help early and, and rotate around um i thought mccain not on switches but mccain got got beat on a couple driving dishes earlier in that game on like little lay down passes to jackson for right for, for rim finishes too so that would be part of it and the hope would be that like duke has enough you know athleticism and team speed um you know, to, to sort of like make those help rotations. That's like why Mitchell would be so important. Like, I think the stuff he does best defensively, not like he's perfect at it, but like, I think his best stuff is like him trying to put out fires as like a team defender and, and being helpful uh, in, in that regard. 
um no matter what for them like it's they've they've done a really nice job on the defensive glass like rebounding this season like if that keeps up like they're gonna and like they keep forcing teams to like play deeper into the shot clock which like that can be a benefit of switching too. like you can make teams go go like if the initial action isn't like forcing teams into rotation you're keeping the ball in front you know, you're playing deeper than the shot clock because of that. The possession is maybe like inherently a little less efficient. Um, teams generally, the possession is going to, you know, lose value the deeper you get into the clock uh, or expected value, I should say. Um, so like maybe that's part of it. But then again, like if they're going to, if they're going to switch more, it's probably going to hurt their defensive rebounding. So I, I don't think that's going to be something they probably want to go all the way into. And, and again, I don't think like the half court defense has been like that bad that you'd have to like fully lean into it. But um, again, depending on how some of these lineups sort of like shake out in terms of playability on offense, like maybe that is something you have to uh, consider a little bit more. It's already like, a you know, the guards are switching the exchanges and, um, you know, Mitchell and Flip are going to, you know, they're switch partners and late in the clock, they're going to have Flip switch out too. So maybe you just keep it in, in sort of like those situational scenarios as opposed to like become, having it become like the base. Although like, you know, it was an important defense for them last week. The, the Pittsburgh game in Cameron is like, mm. you know, they turned that game into a switch fest and, you know, Pitt had you know a lot of like good guard pull-up shooters, but like, they started chasing those mismatches and trying to, or, you know, mismatches going against lively on a switch, not exactly a, uh, a mismatch, <laughs> but like, you know, that is like you, sometimes you can just get teams out of their base offense if you're switching too. So, that, I mean, something to consider, but they're probably reasonably happy where they are um, defensively. And certainly look, if you score a little bit more on offense, then you're making teams take the ball out of the net and, and play in the half court as opposed to, getting into transition, Duke's not turning the ball over. So, you know, if you can score to just to bump that efficiency up a little bit more, again, complimentary basketball, it should also help the defense some too. Yeah, yeah. good point about our turnover percentage too because it's been great. Um, mm-hmm. That's been, especially like our random, like we had a random like travel like issue for a while there, a couple of games. I think we had like seven <laughs> in the MS, first half. MSU, like, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was just it. a really <laughs> weird thing. Um, but for the most part, that's been like phenomenal. Um, now with Proctor being out, we'll yeah, see be interesting. because he's mainly responsible yeah. for getting us into whatever we're getting into. And he doesn't really turn over. the ball over, yeah. So. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, yeah. But. You know, I think, you know, we got a little bit to look ahead. I know we got, you know, Hofstra has a, a challenge, but I think the Baylor game is probably what we're most of us are kind of antsy for to see. We need a marquee win at this point, <laughs> right? Like the season, like the ACC doesn't offer a ton. Um, obviously, Clemson looks great at this point. So they're moving up to to maybe, you know, for with mm-hmm. that Carolina to me has been way above what I thought they would be, particularly offensively. Um but I'm looking at Baylor as like, okay, you lost to Arizona, you lost to Arkansas, you beat Michigan State, but again, they're not even a 500 club right now. Um, Baylor would be a nice one to have, but without Proctor, it just seems like such a tall task going up against the number two, number one offense on a different day, however you want to split that. Um I don't know. Hopefully there's something up the bag there. Uh, it is in Cameron North, so maybe you get a little <laughs> bit of a, a, a boost there. I, I don't know, but before I let you get out of here, do you ha- what are you looking for over this next kind of holiday break as we head into the new year to kind of signify that okay, this the the wheels are turning, like the ceiling is still there, like the progress is being made. 
what are you looking for if you had to nail it down to like two or three things of where we're going? Yeah, again, I think it's going to be uh, apologies for repeating a little bit here, but just like I think it's going to be like what the offensive flow and rotations look like uh, with 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 the with the other front court spot with with Mitchell, Stewart, Young, Power, how that sort of like sh- shakes out a little bit, and then also like what Caleb Foster looks like getting more time on the basketball. Like I, I think that's that that matters for this season. That may, maybe matters for um in the longer run too um mm-hmm. but like that's like a little exciting like there's probably gonna be some ups and downs but um just seeing him drive the ball um i thought again i thought against charlotte he was like like a little bit more uh so again sort of like you know being um you know crossing guard you know like hall monitor style like mm-hmm. really just sort of like really being like taking care of the ball but um I did he like I, I I really like like I like Foster. Um I think like he really wants to get better and um I you may, I'm sure some of y'all have heard this but I, I did hear when he was on with Ryan Young that like the for that podcast like uh Foster watches more film than anyone on the team. That was something that those two guys discussed like so I'm kind of curious to see like what he does with this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, the Baylor game like, uh, like if I was a Duke fan, it would make me like a little nervous. Um, yeah, a little. Like a little, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, they brought in some awesome transfer this year's like this past season. Like I really like Jaden Nunn at VCU, and Ray J Dennis is a guy I got to see for t- the two seasons he was at Toledo. Um, one of those years he was playing with Ryan Rollins, who was like a, a guy that's been in the Warrior system, and then he was just like the man for Toledo last year um obviously jacoby walker's been awesome but like you know baylor's they're awesome maybe like they're probably not going to shoot 46 percent from deep all season and opponents probably aren't going to shoot 27 percent from that's a huge delta between those two <laughs> numbers that's a massive so like who knows maybe duke can get like a little bit of shooting luck in that game um but uh that is one of those games where i like i, I do hope duke can just sort of like uh even if they even if they don't come out like i'd like to see them just like uh, play a tight game there and, and yeah. sort of like solidifies like what the Mitchell role looks like offensively. Like, can you find some opportunities for Stewart to be a, a dive and above the rim guy? D- how much do you need TJ power? What does that do for your defense? And then, yeah, like what, what Caleb Foster is able to do um, for however long Tyrese Proctor is out, hopefully, like, hopefully not too long. Like you want Tyrese to be, to be healthy. That's most important, but um, man, it stinks having him, you know, be in crutches on the sideline right now. Mm, yeah, I think the one thing, if I'm looking at the Baylor game, um, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. I hate to just yeah. jump off sure That's probably a definite loss now that we're doing that. Um, <laughs> but their their schedule hasn't been great, right? Like they, their yeah. schedule hasn't been great. They've got a lot of teams in the like 200 to sub 200 area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Auburn might have been the best team that they've played so far, maybe. So, you know, they, they play Michigan State again, who is, you know, whenever Izzo decides to strike, something maybe can happen there. But we should be able to score on them, I would think. You know, now mm-hmm. Duke's offense, we've just went an hour talking about how woeful it is. But I think there's maybe some optimism of like, okay, they really shouldn't be doing a whole lot to us in terms of like, turning us over or, you know, they can block some shots. But I think Filipowski, this is a game where, you know, 
there's one seven footer on their roster and then maybe one six ten guy, and that's about it that plays. So maybe we can find something. And then we got a week yeah. and a half to or a week or so to, to get right. But and no. if you've got and if you and if you have Baylor, you know, playing no middle defensively and, and icing those screens, then the pick and pops could be there for flip. You know, what's he gonna do? Um in those pockets of space, can he hit those shots? Can he make those plays? Um, obviously they've got like a lot, of, they've got a ton of length and athleticism to rotate around They're they're It's a really, really nice roster. Um, but yeah, like he's going to like flip should have some opportunities, um, you know, to do, to do some damage in that game. And just, uh, if he has a big shooting game, then that, that obviously that's like a huge, huge game changer, not just in terms of like, you know, putting points on the board, but what it means for Duke trying to like, uh, you know, attack this, uh, Baylor's half court defense. Yeah. Um, for sure, for sure. Well, you know, we've we, again we've kept you longer than, than we should have here. Um, really appreciate you coming on again. Hopefully, if we ever unlock that other frontline starter position, we'll have you come back and kind of dive into that. Hopefully, it'll be in a, trending in a positive way for us. Um, but before we do, Brian, plug what you got going on. Where can they find you? What's up next? I know you're covering a ton of college basketball stuff here, especially some ACC stuff. So, what's on the radar for you? Yeah, uh, follow me all, all season. Lot, lots of like basketball information um, on Twitter at bguys underscore bird. Um, tweeting out uh, stuff dealing with what teams are running, numbers. There's a little bit of Charlotte Hornets depressing film and statistics on there too. Uh, if you're into that, um, and then mostly you know mostly writing um, at twenty at two four seven sports. So uh, mostly covering the ACC NBA draft, but I'll, I'll pop up in a few other places. Like I occasionally do some stuff over at SB Nation too. So, um, but following me on social media is probably the easiest way to get links and uh, hopefully useful basketball information too. For sure, for sure. Well, again, we appreciate it. Um, at this point, I think it's solidified friend of the pod. So I'm sure we'll have <laughs> you on again in a couple months here to um rant and rave, hopefully, you know, whichever way yeah. this thing decides to to crumble on us. Um, but in the meantime, you know, the usual rate review, subscribe. You can email us at the devil's den pod at gmail.com. You can find us on the boards at the devil's den.com over at 247. Um, we're on Twitter, X, whatever it's going by these days at Devil's Den Pod247 um you know it's getting it's getting cold outside but buckle up duke fans keep the faces strong in the bird pie Go duke. all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply